Welcome to the Kevin White Show. This is the podcast helping you to prosper in the presence of God. Thank you for subscribing, reviewing, and sharing the show. Kevin White is a global pastor, best-selling author, and international speaker sharing God's message of prosperity for all nations. Kevin has flown over a million miles to 27 different countries and spoken to thousands of audiences throughout the world. As a serial entrepreneur, Kevin has helped start hundreds of businesses, nonprofits, and churches. Kevin's three books, Audacious Generosity, Get to the Point, and What's Your Word, are international bestsellers with over 2 million copies sold worldwide. Kevin is the CEO of Spirit Media, a full-service publishing and marketing company in North Carolina. Okay, who's ready to prosper in the presence of God? Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and help welcome your friend and mine, Kevin White. Hello, good morning everyone. Welcome to the Kevin White Show. I am Kevin and I'm coming at you live from the USA. How are you doing today? It is December the 5th. Can you believe it? 20 days till Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. What a wonderful time of the year it is. And unfortunately, it's like the world and the market and everything just spins faster and faster and faster during this time of the year. But I hope that you will slow down for the next 30 minutes and really allow God to encourage you, strengthen you, comfort you because his word will not return void. And he has sent a word uh, for us today. Um, But first, before we get into the word, say hello to family and friends around the world. Um, Let's see who's watching. So uh, there is Abel from Pakistan. I am so blessed. I've been praying for Pakistan and Pakistan's representing. There's Pastor Raja from Hyderabad, India. God bless everyone in India. We are praying for those in Chennai right now. Raja Mandre, the, um, uh, I think, uh, Vijawada. I don't know if I pronounce it correctly, but they're having severe floods from a cyclone there. There's Justin from Mooresville. How are you, sir? Ronald from North Carolina. God bless you. Um, there's um, Nimai uh, from Myanmar, I believe. Uh, Alicia from Light Home. Yes, I don't know if you were affected by the heavy rains, but we're praying for all of you. Uh, Dell there in the Philippines. Mabuhai to all of our friends there. Sharesh Bob uh, from India. Yes, Advent season. Uh, Barbara, God bless you. Brittany. Uh, Hello, friends around the world. Yes. Um, Yes, there's Ronald. So thank you for joining in and saying hello. Keep keep them coming. There's Claire from the Philippines. Uh, But I want to make sure that you are aware of December the 19th. We will be hosting an international communion together. I'm so excited about this. Uh, I want to call Germany to to come to communion with us, Bangladesh. Will you have communion with people around the world at 10 a.m. Tuesday, December the 19th? Afghanistan, will you be there? Ukraine, are you coming? Uh, Australia, 
I hope you'll be there. India, will you invite everyone across India, Pakistan, um, Myanmar, Bangladesh, Mexico, Nigeria, Nepal, Will you join with me and brothers and sisters around the world? Have your juice, have your bread ready, and let's celebrate the Lord's table together. Um, I hope that you'll join us. It'll be 30 minutes. It'll be short and sweet, but I really believe it will be a powerful time to frame that week as we go into the week of Christmas and celebrating the birth of our Savior um, you know, God changed the world through Christmas. I know that it has gotten confusing in the marketplace with Santa Claus and everything. I have nothing against that unless we forget the reason for the season. And I hope that we will take a moment in the bustle and hustle of the holidays and really come together. I, I hope that you have a candlelight service at your church. I hope you have a special time of worship locally, but I want you to know God's doing something globally, internationally, and you need to see it. I want to see it. And I invite all of you, uh, please join with us for the International Communion, a live broadcast. Uh, I'm inviting uh, special friends to be with us on Zoom we will be sharing the screen with people on Zoom from around the world so that you see not just me partaking in communion. I'll be leading, but I, I want you to be a part of the live studio audience and then um, be able to share the link on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook with everyone you know. Like, really, is there anyone that shouldn't be celebrating the Lord's table with us, communion with us. Um, so it's a gift from God. If we go through Christmas and we stress out about all the gift giving and we never really receive the gift of God, what a tragedy it would be. And you'll not find a more valuable gift than communion. Um, Christ with us. His body broken for you and I. His blood spilled out for the forgiveness of my sin, your sin. It's the greatest exchange. And I want you to be a part of that. So are you ready for today's word? Today's word is not necessarily what you might consider to be a positive word. Blocks? I mean, how is this going to encourage me? How is this going to strengthen me? I don't like blocks. Um, raise your hand if you like to be blocked. Uh, if you're praying about something and you know God has promised something, but you turn around and it's been blocked. Um, I know so many stories of people who have felt called into the ministry only to be blocked, called to college to be blocked, called to family, and now they can't have a baby. There's a block there. Um, every one of us have experienced blocks. And you're saying, this is going to encourage me, Kevin. I mean, don't remind me how frustrated I can get when, when it seems like God allows a block. Um, and, and yet we can get so human whenever it comes to blocks because we're not God. We don't understand. We don't like it. And God understands that we're human. And I want you to realize if you will sit on the edge of your seat you will see 
the encouragement of this word blocks. You will find comfort in it. It will strengthen you because there's going to be a radical plot twist. Do you love a movie when all of a sudden what you expected was not how it ended? And there was a major plot twist in the story. And this word comes with a plot twist. God really change things in my perspective as I was preparing for the message. So we're going to look at Mark chapter 2 verses 1 through 12. And we're not going to look at the entire uh, scripture, but I want you to just see verse 4 as we get there. But let me set it up in Mark chapter 2, 1 through 12. Jesus is in a home teaching and the home is very crowded. And God had been using, the father had been using the son to really bring people into the kingdom. And they have been healed and they have been forgiven of their sins. And people were really beginning to take notice of Jesus. And this house was full with standing room only as Jesus is teaching about the kingdom of God. And uh, there was some friends of a paralyzed man that knew that if they could get this man to Jesus, then he could be healed. And their faith had grown. And I don't know if you've seen the series Chosen. It really brought this story to life for me. And if you have any access to watch Chosen in the month of December, uh, well, anytime, I encourage you to watch Chosen. But this story is powerful. There, You can see in the Bible how their faith was growing to the point that they carried a paralyzed man to bring him to Jesus only to be blocked, to be blocked. And so look at verse four here. It says they couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. So literally they're wanting to do the will of God. They're wanting to see their friend healed. He's being paralyzed, unable to walk. He has blockage in his legs, in his extremities. He cannot walk. It has limited him throughout his life. He has been specially abled. He has not been able to walk. And they have a vision now from heaven onto the earth that this living God can do something about it. Take our friend that has no ability to walk to Jesus and he will be healed. So they go up to the home and look at what it says. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. And that's a block. And we don't like blocks. But I want you to see that God allows blocks. It says, so they dug a hole through the roof above Jesus's head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. So they were blocked. They were blocked and they did something about it. They went and they put the man in front of Jesus and Jesus heals the man. So you can go into Mark chapter two and you can read the entire story there and you will see a miracle happen. But in the midst of it, God allowed a block. Um, I want you to look at Joshua three, verse 15. The Israelites are crossing the Jordan and I want you to look at what the Bible says happened. It was at harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing the banks. 
So God is saying, I want you to lead my people across because they are going to get slaughtered unless they cross the Jordan. And God says, I want you to lead my people into my will. But there is now a flood of water that is going across the Jordan. It's not like the, the Bible could have easily said God told them to cross the Jordan. And fortunately, all of nature had brought a drought and they were able to walk across on dry land. But God literally leads them into flooded water. And if you uh, see the story there, look at Joshua 3, verse 15. It was the harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priest who were carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge, it parted and they were it dammed up upstream and they were able to walk across on dry land. A miracle happened. A miracle happened when the block happened in the home with the paralyzed man. A miracle happened when the block happened when uh, they were told to go across. We are celebrating Christmas and I want you to know the virgin birth is a block allowed by God. He is bringing the Savior into the world and he does it in a super natural way, but it was a block. A virgin having a baby is a block. And God allowed the block to happen and it saved our lives. He supernaturally exceeded the block. And all of these stories, blocks are real, but God is bigger. Say that with me. Blocks are real. Put it in the chat. Blocks are real. Put a grimace face there. It is true reality. Blocks are real, but God is bigger. Put that in the chat. Put a praise emoji, but God is bigger. Yes. Amen. Put it into the chat. I want to see it. Praise emoji. God is bigger. This is good news. And I hope that you will receive not only the reminder of how frustrating blocks can be, I want you to notice in, we're not going to go to every one of these stories. You can read it for yourself. I promise you, I am seeking to be um, absolutely aligned with the word as I'm recounting these stories. But in the feeding of the multitude, I think you, a lot of you know these stories, but it literally says that after teaching for long periods of time, they were in a remote place with no access to food. That's a block. And they're hungry and they can't go back or they would start passing out along the way from lack of food. They've been sitting on the edge of their seat, listening to God, prioritizing the voice of God, prioritizing being in the presence of Jesus, in the presence of God. For three days, they haven't cared about food, physical nourishment, because all of heaven is being poured out on them. And it says they're in a remote place and they need to go back to their homes after this revival meeting. They were blocked, remote place, no, no drive-throughs, no restaurant, no catering service, blocked. And Jesus says, give them something to eat. Have them sit down. And you know the story. He broke two fish, five loaves, and blessed it and gave it to the disciples and the multiplication happened in the disciples' hands. But that did not come without first being blocked. And so 
I want you to know God allows blocks. If we could put that point up there. Thank you so much. God allows blocks. Remember that. Don't get frustrated when you're blocked. God's allowing it. And it's not to cancel his will. It is not to kill your spirit. It is to prove that when the miracle comes, it is from his hands, not yours. It is to intensify the hunger in your spirit for the things of God, for the power of God, the presence of God in your life. God allows blocks. So don't get frustrated thinking God called me to ministry and look what the devil did. God called me to marriage, but look what Satan did. God called us to have children, but Satan stopped us from having children. And God can allow Satan. You can read this principle in the Bible, regardless of whether it's attributed from Satan or not. God allows it. It filters through your heavenly father's fingers into your life. And it's a block and it can be confusing. It can be frustrating, but it is allowed by God. Um, I want you to, to see that blocks are not locks, okay? Blocks are not locks. God wants us to grow in intimacy with him. He wants us to be asking, what does God say when a block happens? He wants us to listen to the master, not to the block. He wants us to focus on the one who stands up in the boat, Jesus, and says, peace, be still, and not focus on the, the storm. Blocks happen, but blocks are not locks. I remember years ago, God calling me and our family, my wife and our kids, to put um, an application in for a home when we had been living without one for three months. We, that's a long story. You can read about it in my books, but we ended up giving up our house in order to feed the poor. And when we did, a family in our church took us in for three months and we lived with them. And I drove by a house and God prompted me to pray and to go put in an application. I put in an application believing in my mind, in my heart, God had said, I'm going to put your family in this house. And we got the call that another family was, was taking that house and we would not, we would not have it. The realtor said uh, the landlord has decided to go with a different family and they will be moving into the house. And it was a block. And I prayed and I'm like, oh, my God, what happened? I thought we were going to be given this house, that you were going to put us into this house. It would take a miracle. I knew that then. Then the realtor said, you're not going to be moving in. Another family is going to be moving in. So I take it to the Lord. And I really saw my peace disrupted. My mind was confused. But I began to sense God say, I have the final word here. And he was teaching me something. He wanted me to grow in my encounter with him, in my experience with him. And he said, I have the final word here. That's all he said. That's what I sensed in my spirit. 
Does that mean we're going to move into the house? I don't know. He had already said, I want you to apply and put in an application. We did that. I thought it was going to be that we were going to move into the house. The realtor said, no, God said, I have the final word. And it, it, it required me to stay in front of God in the midst of that storm and keep asking, Father, what are you saying? Father, what is your will? And we actually began looking at other houses. We began praying. We, we, I continued to pray about that house. And the lease sign went down in front of that house for 30 days, for one month, until we drove back by a month later and the lease sign was back up. And I called the same realtor and I identified the same family that had financial problems, my family. And I said, I, I want us to know, I want to know what will it take for us to get into that house? What happened? They said that uh, the, the other family, it did not work out and that the house was still available. I said, what will it take? They told me what it would take. Seven, eight churches actually gave love offerings for us to have the deposit. The uh, One of the pastors right there in the very same community co-signed for the lease, guaranteeing that he would help if there was ever any issues and within days, we moved into that house. Major block, major growth in, in my relationship with the Lord. And that miracle happened. And when it happened, there was no question in my mind that it was absolutely a supernatural provision of God. He had not only moved in my life, he had moved in these churches. He had moved in that pastor he had moved in the landlord. There was so much he did that would not have happened if they would have just said, here's the house, you can, here's the keys, you can move in. But it was a block and God used it. Blocks are not locks. And so you've got to not allow the enemy to turn a block into a lock. The next thing I want you to just see, based on what I just testified, blocks are building blocks. They are absolutely building blocks. So take blocks, negative, hate it, don't want it, and put <clears throat> the love, the compassion, the mercy of God in front of it and realize our God is a builder. I talked to my staff this week about God is the ultimate developer. God is building. So he will take that block and he will use it to be a building block in your life. And it will bring you far more intimacy with God than you could ever ask for or imagine. Far more relationship, far more experience with God. And that's why you have air in your lungs. God is always building. He's always working to, to mature our relationship with him our faith, our, our experience with him. He is a person, not a supernatural it out there in the universe. And he wants an intimate love relationship with each and every one of us. And he allows blocks. Blocks are not locks. Blocks are building blocks. And I won't to now bring it to the plot twist before we close. And the plot twist is this week, I sensed as I've been praying about this, God just ministered to my spirit and say, Kevin, so often you 
look at the outward block. And I want the outward block to expose the inward blocks in humanity. We think that we're the only one in the world that experiences blocks. And yet I sense God expose his sorrow that the world blocks him way more than we experience life blocking us. Unforgiveness blocks the Lord. I mean, we think he, he is divine, he is supernatural, but he works in relationship with us. It doesn't mean that he stops being God if I've refused to forgive my brother and my sister. It just means that his flow of grace in my life is now blocked. Read the Bible. We can absolutely block the gifts of God in our life when we refuse to obey his word. Unforgiveness is a block. Prejudice is a block. A closed mind is a block. Insecurity in our lives can be a block that grieves the Holy Spirit in our lives. We have been adopted. We have every right to live secure. And yet, even as Christians, we look at the six o'clock news and freak out because we don't have communion with God and it blocks our peace. It blocks our sense of belonging, our sense of security. The Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge, ignorance, not having fellowship in a love relationship with God, having religion but not relationship can be a major block that grieves the heart of God. When we refuse time with God, it blocks our encounter with him. When we deny his presence, it blocks his power being unleashed in our life. When we fail to accept a relationship with God is the goal. It grieves the heart of God. It blocks the flow of his peace and his power, his presence in our life. When we don't experience God in our everyday lives, experience him in the marketplace, experience him in your marriage, experience God in your company, experience God in your writing, experience God in the gifts that he's given you. It's a block in our lives. This song I have had on repeat all week long. It is by Matt Mayer. Uh, it is in the room and it features Chris Brown. And I'm going to put the link on WhatsApp. So uh, put my WhatsApp number there for everyone. If you're not a friend with me yet on WhatsApp, please send me a friend request. Let me introduce, tell me your name. A lot of people will, will just say hi and I don't know who they are. Uh, but tell me who you are, where you're, where you're at, your country, and uh, that you saw this on uh, the Kevin White Show. And I will absolutely take you as a friend uh, and I'll share this link with you. But listen to these lyrics before I pray. There are moments nothing can replace when heaven and earth meet face to face. When a broken heart begins to change, a word takes on flesh 
and a soul finds faith. Where the unfulfilled are satisfied and the unknown scars are reconciled, there's an open door to brand new life up close in the presence of the Savior. I just want to be in the room, want to be in the room when you move. And I'm not leaving, not leaving till you do. Um, I want to see the blind receive sight, hear the praise of the voiceless start to rise. Every child of God baptized with fire right here in the presence of the healer. Cause I just want to be in the room, want to be in the room when you move. And I'm not leaving, not leaving till you do. I don't want to miss it. Uh, it says, tear off the roof. Remember the story? It says, tear off the roof, lower me down. We're the paralyzed. We're the ones with the blocks. And we block the heart of God in our lives. It says, tear off the roof, lower me down, whatever it takes to get me to you. Life, the enemy, culture blocks us. Our humanity blocks us from the heart of God. And we desperately need our Heavenly Father's touch today. Tear off the roof. Lower me down. Whatever it takes to get me to you. Tear off the roof. Lower me down. Roll every stone. Push through the crowd. God, I want to see you break through. Oh, I want to see you break through. Going to break through. And it's talking about allowing God to break through blocks. You know, Jesus said, don't worry about the speck in your brother's eyes. Take care of the plank in your own eyes. That's a block. Chronicle says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. He's talking about a block there. And all he asks for is seek. All of Christmas is the invitation to seek. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for blocks and help us to repent here and now and say, I'm sorry for every way in which we blocked you. And Lord, I do just want to give a witness in front of everyone around the world that here I am. I won't let go of anything that blocks you. I want you to have full freedom and access life to my mind to my eyes to my heart to my hands to my wallet to my feet to every area of my life i don't want there to be any block i want to know you intimately i want to know you in the power of your resurrection so remove every block and help me to understand that even when things are blocking me that you are building and it's a building block we will give you praise. Minister to every need of every soul watching. Take care of them. Encourage them. Comfort them. Strengthen them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I love you. I hope you'll be back next Tuesday, 10 a.m. live uh, here for the Kevin White Show. And I will see you then. God bless you. Love you all. Thank you for subscribing, liking, and sharing The Kevin White Show. Visit kevinwhite.us for Kevin's blog, videos, books, and more.
all geared toward helping you prosper in the presence of God. That's KevinWhite.us. Kevin's books are available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Contact Spirit Media for all your publishing and marketing needs at spiritmedia.us. Spirit Media, taking the message of God through the people of God to the nations. Visit spiritmedia.us today. This has been The Kevin White Show. Find the complete archive of all episodes at kevinwhite.us or subscribe for free through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. This program, copyright Kevin White International, all rights reserved. We will see you back here every Tuesday on The Kevin White Show with another powerful message of prosperity in the presence of God.